You're listening to the Tudor's Dynasty podcast with Rebecca Larson. Okay, I know I said on social media that today's guest is somebody that I've never done a show with before. And it's not that they've never been on the show, right? But they've never been my guest. So today, my guest is the host of Ask the Expert. Steph, welcome. Hi. I'm so happy to be here on this end. Right? I am so excited to finally be able to do something with you because we are we're always separated, aren't we? Yeah, we never actually talk to each other. No, we don't. I mean, we talk to each other, obviously, just not on the well, show. Well, we text to each other a lot. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. We never, we've never talked before. This is our first conversation ever. I know. Nice to meet you, Rebecca. Nice to meet you, too. I hear you like, you know, you like history. You like to talk to historians. I do. Let's, let's go back a little bit because I was just trying to remember the other day how long it is. Or how long it'll be since we first met, because I think it was right as the pandemic was starting, wasn't it? Yes, it was. I want to say if if we started that whole thing in around March, it was probably June that that we yeah, that started sounds, this together. Yeah, that's but I didn't start recording right away. I was writing for you a little bit in the beginning. Yeah, because you were writing for the a brief history segment. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Oh, yes, because you came in in the perfect time. The pandemic had started. The whole world had turned upside down, and I was ready to give up. I was ready to be done with the show. And then Stephanie came into the picture and stopped that all from ha- happening because I felt like I couldn't do it all anymore. So I always, always want to give a shout out to Stephanie. I always want to say thank you, Steph. If it weren't for you, this podcast still wouldn't be on. Ah, well, if it weren't for you, I would have been really, really bored throughout the entire (laughs) pandemic. So it worked out really well for both of us, I think. It did. It did. And now you are really the official host of Ask the Expert. And you've been doing that for, do you have any idea? I was trying to look back. I was thinking maybe. I'll have to look back at my first interview. Was your first guest Leanda Delisle? Oh, I was, I'm sorry. Did you say was my first guest? Yeah. Do you remember if she was your first guest? I don't. Was it her? Well, or? I feel like you interviewed me. Maybe I was your yes, very first guest. I did. And then you did Leanda, I believe, which would have been November of, when did I look that up? November of 2020. Was it that soon? Anyway, it's been a while, right? It's been, I would say it's been almost like, yeah, a year, over a year now, right? Wow. Time just goes so. I mean, it's it still feels like 2020, but <laughs> time still I goes. I still fast. can't. I mean, I'm definitely not into writing 2022 yet, and we've lost 2021. So, right. yes, yeah, we lost two years. That's too bad. So you've got to interview some pretty amazing historians and authors since doing Ask the Expert, haven't you? I have, and I'm starstruck every single time. <laughs> it gets easier though, doesn't it? I, it little... gets easier, but I still have to make myself aware of, you know, who I'm talking to, but it's okay. It's just another human because in my head, I'm like, they don't want to be talking to me right now. What <laughs> they want to hurry up and hang up. They hate it. They, you know, they've got better things to do. And then I listen to it and I'm just so happy. And I feel so honored that they don't actually think that they no. usually have a pretty good time. Yes. They, they're having as much fun as you are. So I think that's that's fun. That's the fun of doing a podcast is all the amazing people you get to meet. And I'm curious, 
because yeah, I'm going to play you. Piles of books and stuff in my room, and now they're actual people to me. Right. <laughs> well, could you pick a favorite guest if I put you on the spot? Because people have done this to me before. Who so far has been your favorite person to interview? Oh my gosh. I mean, I have several. Am I allowed to say them? Because of then course. all the others won't come back. They'll come back. It's okay to say who your favorite is. Um, okay. Okay. Well, if I'm allowed to say it, then I think Matthew Lewis knows that I was <laughs> I was building up to him. And then I was absolutely the most starstruck when I talked to him. And that was great. But just because I just, I think everything he says is so smart all the time. So he was a favorite. Gareth Russell was also an, a super favorite. I love everything he does too. And everybody's so kind and friendly. And actually one of my most recent um, episodes with Sharon Bennett Connolly on Catherine Willoughby, I thought was really fun. Also, she was a great, she was just great to talk to. Have any of your um, guests ever like surprised you with some of the knowledge that they came through with? You know, it's funny that you ask that because I would say almost every time I'm talking to somebody and I ask a question and they, nobody ever trips up. Nobody ever has to stop and think about something or look something up. They always just have, and this is literally everybody. They always just have the answer, right? Just at the tip of their fingertips. They know what the answer is and they're all so well-spoken. They really are. I mean, I know we call it ask the expert, but it, it really is. They really are experts on all of, all of these topics. And when I ask a question, they're always ready and just so eloquent with their answers. Every time nobody has to, um, or like, or, you know, think about it. They just know. I love that too. That's the quality of our guests. Yes. Yeah. We really, they're great. They know what they're talking about. So you said Matthew Lewis, Sharon Bennett Connolly. Is it just those two? Oh no. I said Gareth Russell also. Oh yeah. Yeah. Sure. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Gareth. <laughs> <laughs> and Gareth too. <laughs> Um, but you didn't mention Wait, me. Wait, and one more. Hold you on. You didn't mention sure me, and now I'm a little bit. Steph, I was your first guest. You didn't even mention that I was your favorite. My heart's a little broken right now. Oh, my God. <laughs> You're just in another league. <laughs> a league of their own. I have to also shout out Elizabeth Fremantle as well, because our talk about Francis Howard was really fun oh. as well. That was a good, now we have to talk about Elizabeth Fremantle because okay. this is a perfect transition into our next topic because her book, The Queen's Gambit, is being turned into a film called Firebrand, correct? Yes. Okay. And so let's just uh, do a brief recap of what The Queen's Gambit is about because unfortunately I'd never read the book and I'm going to have to go back and check it out, but it's about Catherine Parr and her life, if I'm correct. So this book has Catherine Parr in it. It has Elizabeth in it. It has Thomas Seymour in it. And now there's going to be a film with all of these amazing characters in it. And I cannot wait. Oh my gosh. I can't wait either. I think that it's, I think it's going to be so fun. And what we've seen so far of the actors who will be playing the parts, I'm happy with their choices for the most part. Yes, absolutely. I think that Jude Law is going to be a great Henry VIII. Oh, Jude Law. Yes, I forgot. Yes. He's who's playing Catherine Parr. Do you remember? Michelle Williams. Oh, my gosh. Who also is a perfect choice. It's a perfect choice. Normally, I have attitude when the actor, though, that plays Henry VIII doesn't have red hair. But I'm I'm totally fine with this choice. 
I have never had attitude about that. I think I, I usually <laughs> do. Although I also, we know that I love the show, the tutors and Jonathan Reese Myers is totally fine with me as well. <laughs> right. That's what I'm saying. He really encapsulated Henry VIII, in my opinion, even though he didn't look like him, everything else about him screamed. I agree. But I always hear people n not liking him. I hear that too. So it makes me wonder what they're going to think of Jude Law. I don't know. He's a great actor. Mm, I think he's hunky. So I'm looking forward looking forward well to... everybody needs a hunk to look at so that's yes, right agreed <laughs> and it'll be so nice to have somebody of the caliber of michelle williams doing Catherine parr she oddly enough is almost who i picture when i'm talking about Catherine parr that's amazing anyway so i'm yes yeah and the guy who's who playing thomas seymour i don't know his name but i feel like i recognize him from downton abbey i have to look i don't know who that was yeah, he, I, I just remember in when they showed little bits of the trailer or whatever, the sneak preview stuff, he has dark hair, he had dark hair and a dark beard. And I thought, well, Thomas Seymour didn't have dark hair, but we'll just go with it. <laughs> if see. you're okay with it, I'll take your word for it because I know that you'd be the the go-to anyway for right. who we're going to accept as Thomas Seymour. I just know I'm going to be upset after watching it because he's never put portrayed in a friendly manner. So I'll watch it just as entertainment and I will try really hard not to be too critical. It's hard. Just know what you're in for. Yeah. Just know what yeah, you're in for. Exactly. Now, knowing what you're in for, let's talk a little bit about the tutors because that is something that you and I have in common. We both love that program. I think many fans of the show also have watched the Tudors. It was a great introduction into the history of the time in a more accessible manner. I think there there were so many people who had heard the name Henry VIII, had heard that he had killed some of his wives and that he was married a bunch of time. Uh, they had heard the song about him, but really did not know his story. And Showtime was able to bring that period of history to life for many of those who didn't really understand it, maybe. I totally agree with that. I think that um, there's probably two schools of thought when it comes to fiction and drama and stuff like that, as far as people who like history. But I think that when you know that it's not going to be completely accurate, sometimes fictional things like that are what spark an interest in reading more about the actual events. I so I think that I think it's a great intro. I think it was awesome. It made it exciting to people that might otherwise not find history exciting. Right. They found it. They made it exciting and sexy. Well, that's without goes without saying for sure. <laughs> if you yes. are a young person under the age of 18, watch with caution because <laughs> there might be some scenes your parents do not approve of. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> now, let's talk about. Some of the inaccuracies in the tutors, and I know I've covered some of this in the shows in the past, but there are so many people who have watched this, and maybe they're not as curious as you and I are. Um, they're not as willing to dig deeper into the history to find out the true history. So if they're listening today, let's set some stories straight. Okay. 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 Let, let's start out with Henry Fitzroy. Now, Henry Fitzroy was the illegitimate son of Henry VIII. And the Tudors, how old was he right. when he died, would you guess? 
in the show? Um, so he was young in that. I want to say he probably was six or yeah. seven. Yeah, he looks like he was probably about that. that he was age. a little boy. In it, he was right? a little boy. And this is who. Yeah. And it was in the very early, the beginning. I want to say it's probably season one. Mm-hmm. And again, he was the son of Henry VIII and his mistress Bessie. Wow. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, but in all reality, he lived to be like 17 because he died in the summer of 1536. He was married. You know, I think he was 17 years old. And um, so that was one of the things that the the tutors did wrong. I don't know why. I'm sure they had reasons, but we're not going to dwell on that. (laughs) Let's just talk about it. It didn't fit the story for them. So it didn't. No. Right. Right. One of the other ones that I was just thinking about the other day that I don't often hear people talk about is the affair between Charles Brandon and the daughter of the Duke of Buckingham. Do you remember that one? The affair between... Was that in the early episodes as well? It was, yeah. That was right in the beginning, because then he had the Duke beheaded. Yeah, right. In the show. So there was like a lot of flirtation during a tennis match or something between the daughter and Charles Brandon, and they eventually ended up having having an affair. I think that storyline was supposed to be based off of Henry VIII's alleged affair with the Duke of Buckingham's sister. So it was just some inspiration. Yeah. And they took some poetic license. Right. With- and they were like, well, Charles Brandon was a cad, right? So sure. we'll just have I him. Think, I think if we're talking about Charles Brandon and the show The Tudors, pretty much everything having to do with Charles Brandon in the show was wrong. That's a good point. I guess I've never thought of that before. Yeah. I mean, they had him die about the same time that he died in real life. <laughs> All right. So they gave him his death. They gave him that, at least one thing. But he he, he didn't marry Margaret Tudor. No. Right? Um, and then after Margaret died, he did also not marry... I don't even know who the person he married in the show was. It was... Someone in there was a tent, right? Am I right here? There was a tent, and they were out at war, and he just met someone. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like there was some French lady. Yeah, it Did was he just marry some her? random whatever. And I'm like, oh, what? Right. This is an important next marriage. How do you do this? I forgot about that. That was right at the end of his life. Yeah. <laughs> How did I forget about the French And I think woman? if you go back to all the Catherine Willoughby things, when I, how I get all excited, if you listen to me during those, those episodes, you'll hear that <laughs> she's a favorite of mine and they just kind of kicked her out of the show. She's not necessary. We'll just give her this random person in the tent or whatever <laughs> in, the, in the show. I love, okay. Well, I loved the tutors. Am, am I missing any other big ones that came up? top of mind for you the sister was the biggest thing to me i was so angry that they just randomly gave they got rid of a sister and then they gave that sister her the other one's name right i mean essentially what they did is margaret tudor didn't exist in the show but then the sister that did exist mary they called her margaret right so yeah that was one of the biggest things i'm like what which is too bad because they they because they eliminated Margaret, the Queen of Scotland, they also eliminated her daughter, Margaret Douglas, who 
had some amazing scandalous stories at court about falling in love with men and wanting to get married when she which, wasn't which supposed might to. actually be why they got rid of her because they didn't want anybody else to ruin the the focus of oh, henry VIII's story that could be maybe that's why and then there'd be another margaret and allegedly they did this to make it easier for us dumb american viewers because we would get confused if there was more than one <laughs> one more than one mary right right, right yeah oh, right gosh you know, I mean, admittedly, we are dumb Americans. Guess, <laughs> We're not so. dumb Americans. Stop <laughs> <laughs> so we love the Tudors. Uh, we've watched all of them, haven't we? The White Queen, that still that book and the the series is one of my all time favorite. I mean, oh, ooh, I love it. I the loved book. the books. And when those series where uh, when those shows came out, I was over the moon. And mm. I think they did a great job with the first few. <laughs> you can't go wrong with a Rebecca Ferguson and Max Irons as Edward the Fourth and Elizabeth Woodville. I know he was. Yes, they agreed. were perfect. They and but then after that, then it was the White Princess, right? I did love the White Princess as well. Though. See, no, that one I, I did. didn't. I could not finish the White Princess, especially the book. I couldn't finish it. It was too far out there for me. So the the TV series was hard for me to watch too. It just seems so dark. Yeah. I get, but I, I was really invested in the story. I think the Wars of the Roses, just the whole drama in real life is, is kind of one of my happy places too. So, I mean, I think all those books were great. The White Queen, The White Princess, hmm. Red Queen, Kingmaker's Daughter, all those, you know, all those ones that again, some historians don't love to hear that, that that's where people start <laughs> because mm -hmm. they're not necessarily accurate, but they are entertaining and they, they, they feed the love of history and they feed uh, questions. Yeah. At least. So, yeah. yeah. I think they're perfect. I would never judge anybody on it. However, I do find myself sometimes in situations where it gets frustrating when you can tell that somebody just watched the Spanish princess or. <laughs> oh, that's different. Well, especially because uh, that, that was what I was going to say next, actually, is that once we got to the show, the Spanish princess, I. I checked out. Right. I couldn't do it. Yeah. I, I remember I remember you texting me while you were watching that, just telling me how bad it was and I hadn't seen it yet. And by the time it came where I started watching it, I thought, oh my gosh, Steph was right. This is absolutely terrible. But I still watched because I love the time period and I love to look at their costumes and I love to hear their accents and see the sets. And I couldn't, I didn't even keep watching. I And I was like, just sitting there every night, like throwing tomatoes and lettuce at the television, <laughs> <laughs> booing. I couldn't do it. Oh my God. So I was just thinking about um, a show that I think I turned you on to that you hadn't really known about before we met. I know. And I love you for it. I know where you're going with this. <laughs> well, why don't you just tell everybody what that show was? That show is The Last Kingdom. Yeah, that's right. Uhtred, oh, son of Uhtred. That was so good. It was so good. It is that absolutely. That show was great. It's, it, I cannot Again, wait. not necessarily accurate. Right. Uh, I think, if I'm correct, Alfred and whatever Uhtred character they they based him on mm -hmm. were not even alive at the same time right but <laughs> but again the fact that i know that is because it sparked an interest in me to look up things from those from that time period right yeah you watch these i things. didn't actually expect the show to be correct 
<laughs> no. We thought, hmm, well, that's interesting. Now let's go discover the true history. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I really enjoy The Last Kingdom as well because it's such an early time in, I want to say English history, but I don't think they would even call it England at that time. But all of those things eventually um, influenced the Tudors, you know, and I and and that's why I like to have guests on the show who are outside of the Tudor period, too, because they helped influence the Tudors to become who they became because of that history. So The Last Kingdom is fascinating. I love that one. But now if we go further ahead, another one of my favorites is Outlander. Oh, well, if we are going to talk about sexy, if that is for sure, <laughs> another show that under 18, don't go there. This but is, that's yeah, a great show too. And that also sparked a lot for me personally to look into the Jacobite Rebellion and kind of that time period because I stuck to kind of the anarchy. I stuck to Wars of the Roses and then obviously the Tudors. But now I do actually really enjoy Stuart things as well. Yeah, they're equally as fascinating. I mean, they had as much drama. We just don't talk about them as much. No, we don't. But while we're on the topic, um, there was a show with, I don't even know if I say his name right, Rufus Sewell. Is that how you say his name? Sure. I think he's an amazing actor. I love him. Um, And there was a show called Charles II, The Power and the Passion. Hmm. Uh, and I loved that. And then I obviously watched that and want to know everything there is to know about them too now. I, they're fa- I, I haven't even heard of this program, so you're going to have to give me more information about that after the show. <laughs> I'll watch anything that he's in, but I liked that one. Yeah, he is that. good. And I guess if we're thinking about... Oh, Versailles was a great <gasps> show too. Yes. Yeah, that was another... Another one that was King Louis the Fourteenth. That right? was Louis the Fourteenth, but Henrietta of England uh, popped up in it. Yes, because she was married to his brother, so Duke of Orleans. Yes, yeah, that yes. is a good program. Wow, there's yep. so many. We've been really lucky in the last ten, twenty years of all the historical programs that we're interested. Maybe I should say more specifically, like royal historical programs. Absolutely. Um, for all of us to ingest. Well, Steph, I think, um, you know, we've been having a good time talking about where we came from, what we're doing, what programs we like. I think we've now reached the part where we need to do some trivia. So are you ready for me to ask a few questions? No, absolutely not. But go for it anyway. We'll see. <laughs> okay. I think well, I think everybody's about to see why I'm on this side of the interview and not answering questions. I'm just the one that asks. So I just there I go, right, right into embarrassing myself. Okay. First question. <clears throat> Who killed the princes in the tower? Was it? I mean, this is a multiple choice for you. Well, it wasn't Richard the <laughs> Third. Stop it. <laughs> Was it? Richard III, Margaret Beaufort, the Duke of Buckingham, or nobody. They died naturally. Okay. So I'm just going to defend Richard III, and it's not going to be... I'm going to do this by the process of elimination. Okay. Because obviously I don't know the answer, but it's not, it's not Richard III, and it's not Margaret Beaufort. So I do think they were killed, though. You do? So I'll just go with C. 
The Duke of Buckingham. Yeah. Hmm, interesting. Yeah. If only we knew the real answer to that, but I thought this would and be... And that's it. Now I'm fired. Thanks, everybody. <laughs> nice knowing you. <laughs> I thought this would be a fun way to start my trivia. <laughs> yeah. Get you a little relaxed here. Prepared for the next one. Okay. Question number two. And this is also um, a multiple choice. Of the children of Henry VII and Elizabeth of York, which one was the oldest at the time of their death? Was it Arthur, Margaret, Henry, or Mary? Oh, my. Yeah, this one's going to make you think a little bit. Well, it was not Mary. It was not Arthur. Okay. So was it Henry or Margaret? Got a 50-50 chance. I'll be honest. I want to say Henry. That is correct. Oh, God. Henry. Was... <laughs> Thank you. Okay, good. Henry was about 55 and Margaret was about 51 when she died. Oh, Mary was goodness. 37 and Arthur was just a teenager. See, Perfect. that one I would have had a hard time knowing either. That too. Yes. Okay. Question number three. Who was older, Princess Mary or her half-brother, Henry Fitzroy? Hmm. Right? Mary. That is correct. Mary was right. born in 1516. Fitzroy was born in 1519. So okay. she was, a, I, you know, it's funny when I was coming up with that question too, I had a moment where I second guessed myself going, wait, 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 was he born first? No, no, no. It was because she was born that it was even more important for him to have a son. Okay. Question number four. This one is true or false. Edward VI was on the throne longer than Mary I. True or false? Oh. All right. So Mary I was five years. Mm -hmm. I feel good about that. Edward VI. It's a good question because I don't know his dates. I only know Mary's dates. Mm, when did Henry VIII die? Oh, right. Okay. I could do it. I could back up that way. There you go. So, okay, so then, okay, so then was Edward VI on for six years and Mary was five years? Edward VI did reign longer, but it was probably yes. about six and a half years, roughly. You led me there, but yeah. I got there on my own. <laughs> <laughs> well, and this one was an interesting one, too, when I started thinking about it, because I think we forget how long Edward ruled. I mean, if you could because say Because in my head, it wasn't really, like, him ruling. right. So, yes. So, technically, he was... So, right. it would have so been from like, the end oh, of man. January. So, January 28th, 1547, 1547 until, like, July. Right? And then she was 1553 to 58. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. So, so okay. Edward ruled longer. All Look right. Look at that. Last question. Are you ready? Well, now I feel comfortable because if I get one wrong, that's okay. <laughs> okay. Good. 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 Okay. So, Because five. we know that my first answer was right, right? <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> We're going back to that one. Right. Obviously, you know who killed the princes in the tower, so you're you're good there. Okay. Come to me for all the unsolved mysteries, everybody. <laughs> she knows them. Of the, right. of the wives of Henry VIII, of the wives of Henry VIII, who had more than one marriage ceremony? What? I, I wanted to ask in a very specific way, because if I don't be specific, then somebody would be like, well, they was annulled or they were divorced. So I see. Okay. Of the wives okay. of Henry so we VIII. know. All right. Let, let's go through them all. Then. Yes. How many were married more than once is really what I wanted to say. All right. Catherine of Aragon was married more than once. Correct. Anne Boleyn. 
was not married more than once. Correct. Jane Seymour was not married more than once. Correct. Oh, boy. I'm getting nervous. I'm sweating. <laughs> Anne of Cleves was not married more than once. Correct. Catherine Howard was not married more than once. That's correct. And Catherine Parr was married a million times. <laughs> that is correct. So... So there you got number one Two. and number six. That's, that's correct. Oh, I made it. I made it out alive. You did it. See, I told oh, you. Oh, boy. Okay. <laughs> okay. I had to challenge you Wait, why did you, you word it that way? I really was worried because when you ask any questions about the number of wives and marriages, sometimes some of the listeners, no offense if that's you listening right now, get a little finicky about how I ask the question because... Um, you know, like technically Catherine of Aragon's marriage, I think was annulled to Henry VIII. So they were never married. So that's why I wanted to say oh. had more than one See, marriage The reason ceremony. that I thought you were doing it that way is because I thought you were hinting at, you know, there's things that go around that maybe, uh, Anne Boleyn was like possibly tied to somebody before Henry. And oh. so I thought you were hinting at that. I was supposed to answer with that. Oh, no, no, I wasn't trying to be tricky. Okay. All right. Well, then I, I approve of the way that you worded it. Okay. Thank, you. Thank you for your approval. It is appreciated. <laughs> so I've asked you some questions. This is the opportunity now that you have to try and stump me, which may not be as hard as you think. Oh, geez. All right. Well, this wasn't what I was going to start with, but now I am going to start with this question. Give it to me. Who killed the princes in the tower? <laughs> <laughs> My answer is Richard III because, I know. because oh, really he had the most to gain from it. They could have died naturally, really. They honestly could have died naturally and they just covered it up because he would look guilty no matter what. But my answer. I'm not saying he was, you know, super torn up and didn't want. I, I just don't think it was him that hmm. did it. Well, I definitely don't think it was Margaret Beaufort. I don't think no, she had either. anything to do with it. Um, so really, I think, it, I, it. yeah, I'm sticking. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm going to get hate mail now. Cause, uh, mm, I think I'm the one getting hate mail. <laughs> Richard III killed the princes in the tower. Okay. All right. Okay. Number two. I have to ask a Thomas Seymour question because this wouldn't even be talking. This wouldn't even be a Rebecca conversation if I didn't go there. <laughs> when was he born? That's like a trick question. <laughs> it is. Well, yeah, because we don't know for certain. So but it's usually like people say 1507 to 1508. Okay, fine. I accept that. I can tell you exactly when he died. But okay, tell date, me exactly when he died. The date of birth, the 20th of March, 1549. Why? What? Yeah. Because <laughs> he was executed. Well, I know he was executed. I mean, why was he executed? Well, we'll have to wait and see, I guess. Oh, <laughs> man. I thought I was going to get you there. Yeah, All no, right. you're not going to get me. Okay. All right. <laughs> that's a secret. That's coming up. Every I know. Everybody, I know. Everybody will find but out But also, soon. that's a little teaser for the listeners to... To keep on listening and keep paying attention to you and what you have in store for them. Right. Make sure you follow me on social media or, yeah. uh, you know, newsletters and the such because there will be some information coming out soon. I'm still working on it, but I'm hoping within the next couple of months here, I'll be able to get it out to everybody. Okay. The next one, 
Why did Mary, Queen of Scots, think that she had a claim to the English throne? Because her mother, no, 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 her father was the son of Margaret Tudor, Queen of Scotland, who was the elder sister of King Henry VIII. So technically speaking, through his act of succession, one would believe that he would name his eldest sister's children before his youngest sister's children. But he did not. But she just went with it anyway. Yes. Right. Woo! Okay, next question. Which I have to make sure that I word this properly because it would really open up a can of worms if I don't. <laughs> oh, okay. But which of Henry VIII's wives were all descendants of Howard's? And I ask that because I wanted to say to you which are related to each other or which are possibly related to him, but I don't want you to say all of them. Hmm. I want you to pick the ones I'm thinking. Which so. of his wives <laughs> are related to the Howard clan? Yes. Okay. So obviously we know um, Anne Boleyn's mom was a Howard. So we have Anne Boleyn. And then we have Jane Seymour's mother was related to Howard's. And, uh, and Catherine Howard. Just those three, I believe. Yeah. Yay. I don't think Anne of Cleves would have been part of that. No, right? I don't or think, I don't think Catherine Parr was related to the Howards and I hope I'm not mistaken on that one. Somebody, somebody will come and tell me if, if I was wrong on that. But I think a lot of people are surprised that Jane Seymour is related as well through her mother because her mother was a cousin to Anne Boleyn's mother and Catherine Howard's father. Yeah, it's so interesting that everybody at the time was just related to each other and everybody just had to be married to their cousin. Right. Yeah. And Sir Francis Bryan was also related to the Howards, I believe, through his mother, too. So there's, yeah, it's all very incestual, isn't it? Very. <laughs> okay. Now, here's my last question. This is an easy one. Okay. This is a layup for sure. Speaking of incestuous, uh -oh. which of Henry VIII's wives... Has, I almost said a family member. See, it's so hard to <laughs> narrow this down because the answer is all of them again. Had siblings that knew Henry in a familial way as well. <laughs> well, so do we go off of the history we know or historical fiction TV series? Ooh, tell me both. <laughs> okay, so let's see. We know that... Um, Henry was from familiar, familiar. Why can I say that word right now? Anyway, we know that Henry was with Mary Boleyn, right? Right. Or I guess we shouldn't say we know. We assume that he was with her. So there's that. But of all of his other wives, I don't, he wasn't with any of Jane's sisters or her mom. Wasn't with anybody. I mean, wasn't it on the Spanish princess that Henry was with? Who was it? Catherine of Aragon's sister. Maybe you Joanna? missed that. Yeah, yeah. Because she, it's when she and her husband were in England because their, their ship had shored or crashed or whatever right. it was. And he, 
he was with her in like the kitchens of some house. I just remember this scene going, what on earth? That never happened. Oh, gosh. Well, I was for sure thinking of just Mary Boleyn because we've already established that I don't care for the Spanish princess. So (laughs) that's not what I was looking for. I would never in a million years believe that. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So just Anne, Anne Boleyn and her sister, Mary, but not, Mary. but not their mother, which we find out later in the paper. That book, actually going back to the books that we were talking about before the fictional, you know, stuff like that, mm-hmm. the other Boleyn girl a million years ago, you know, I, I, it probably was 15 or 17 years ago at this point. Could be. That was the book that kicked it all off for me. Really? Yeah. That really, I mean, I knew I was reading fiction. But when I read it, I was like, I got to know everything there is to know about all these people. And then all the people that came after them and all the people that came before them. Wow. That's cool. I like that. That was, that was it for me. Wow. What kicked it off for you? How did you start it? uh, Well, getting into all this, you know, my origin story starts out, I got into it because of genealogy, but then eventually I started reading the Gene Platy books um, because I had a coworker who I had told about my genealogy adventure and how I believed I had found that I was related to Margaret Tudor, Queen of Scotland. And she started telling me about how she read all these books about these royal people and that she had one on Margaret Tudor, Queen of Scotland, that I could read. And so I borrowed that book and read it. And it's it's historical fiction, but I absolutely loved it. And then she kept borrowing me her other books, too. And so I read all those. And it was right about that time, I think, that the Tudors came out as well. So it was perfect timing because then once I started watching that, then I became even more interested in other time periods. And then I went back to um, reading, you know, books by Philippa Gregory, like so many of us did. And I read The White Queen and that got me interested in the Wars of the Roses and the Plantagenets. And then I just, you know, I was by that time I was completely immersed into this royal history. Yes, absolutely. And I, oh, I can't even, I have to mention, of course, the Pillars of the Earth. Have you read the Pillars of the Earth? I haven't read it, but I watched it. So, oh, my guy Rufus was in that too then. Oh. But um, the Pillars of the Earth, that book got me interested in the anarchy also. Right. And that's, is that Ken Follett? Yes. Yes. Anywho... Let's talk about the next episode because you have a really fun guest that's going to be on. I sure do. And actually, now that you mention our next guest, I know that she's got books that kept your interest that you love. It's Tracy Borman. Oh, right. Tracy. Yeah, I actually, I have a copy of her new book, Crown and Scepter, that um, is sitting there looking at me saying, read me. So that you do. Well, I'm jealous because I'm pretty sure that is not even out in the States yet. Mm, uh, I know, Tracy. You got MVP. <laughs> yeah. Treatment. Right. Sorry, VIP treatment. No, no. You got VIP treatment. <laughs> I am also the most valuable player. <laughs> that's true. That's true. That's true. But go back and say No, 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 no. That's you. No, you're the MVP. <laughs> <laughs> no, that should be fun. So what's your topic then with Tracy this time? Actually, our topic is Elizabeth the first. And this one, I mean, again, here, I'm going to get more hate mail. Are are you ready for this? Mm. She's not my favorite. So when I was, I'm talking about Elizabeth, not Tracy. Tracy (laughs) is great. Yeah. So when, when we decided on this topic, it was one of those, 
topics where I'm like, okay, we, everybody knows she's been done before. Everybody knows everything there's to know about Elizabeth first, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and I'm not, you know, but of course I'm in the minority because the crowd went wild <laughs> and we had so many questions from our listeners to ask Tracy. And then of course, Tracy just lit it up. She knows everything there is to know. And I was so into the conversation and she did such a great job with it. And here I am interested and liking Elizabeth the first. So thank you, Tracy, because she doesn't get me. She usually doesn't get me. I'm right there with you too. But I did ask a question. I put a question in. Did you ask her my question? I I mean, I have you on when I look at my notes, <laughs> I have you written as somebody I have to thank for writing in the question. So I'm going to say, yes, I did. Sweet. <laughs> Good. Well, I, yeah. I just remembered I, I typed in a question and I don't recall what my question was. So this will be a pleasant little surprise. Yeah. I can't wait for you to listen to it. I can't she wait. She was for a everybody. great guest. She was a great guest and it was, it was a great conversation. So I'm excited for it to be out. Great. I'm, I'm so grateful that you had the opportunity to finally speak with her because she has been on the show several times. Uh, I don't even know how many, but and not Matthew Lewis or Heather Darcy numbers, but she's been <laughs> she's been here many, many times. And we always welcome Tracy to the show because she has a wealth yeah. of knowledge on so many different topics. It was great to talk to her for sure. That well, was another one. Again, starstruck star- completely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, speaking of shows, I think uh, we've reached the end of today's episode, unless there's something else you would like to speak about. No, I'm good. I mean, I think that we don't have to take up everybody's whole day. (laughs) Well, it has been so much fun to be able to have this opportunity to do a show with you today. So thank you so much for coming on. Oh, I loved it. Thank you for asking me easy questions that didn't embarrass me. (laughs) Well, I don't know. They weren't necessarily that easy, but I wanted to, you know, show you that your knowledge is maybe more than you think it is. Well, that was so helpful. (laughs) You're so good at interviewing, Rebecca. You should have a podcast. I should have a podcast. Um, So why don't we talk a little bit about, real quick, where people can find you? Because let's grow your follower numbers. Oh, boy. Okay. Well, I'm certainly on Twitter. um, And my Twitter handle is really just history stuff. So when you go there, you'll, you'll see all things having to do with history and the podcast and you know, things like that. So I'm just at Steph store and I realized that that's a very difficult last name to say or spell or whatever. <laughs> so it's at S T E P H S T O H R E R. So that's me. That's Steph. Steph. Yeah. Store. And then I'm on, I mean, I'm on Instagram and Facebook too, but they're mostly like my personal stuff, which is totally fine. If you care about looking at my kids and stuff and your dog, please do. And my dog. Well, actually my dog has his own. So if you guys want to <laughs> shout out King Henry the eighth, uh, he has his own Instagram. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> He's King Henry underscore the Red Boston on Instagram, and he is adorable. Dog yeah, go follow King Henry. King Henry, and then I'm just at Steph Store on Wonderful. Instagram. So yeah. Wonderful. Well, Steph, thank you so much for coming on today. Oh, thank you for having me. That concludes this episode of the podcast. A special thank you to our newest patrons, Deidre, Sarah C, and Anita B. If you love the show and would feel so obliged to become a patron, I would be ever so grateful to you. For details, go to Patreon, that's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash Tudor's Dynasty, and then 
click Become a Patron for options. Also, I've been adding all kinds of new designs to my Tudor merchandise shop. So be sure to go check that out at tutorsdynasty.com slash shop. That's tutorsdynasty.com slash shop. And then up next on Ask the Expert, just as Steph was telling us, Tracy Borman joins us to answer your questions on Elizabeth I. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Tudor's Dynasty podcast. You can follow and support the Tudor's Dynasty podcast on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Patreon at Tudor's Dynasty.